This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Carm Capriato, always working hard to advance the automotive aftermarket, bringing you all kinds of great ideas and wisdom and business acumen for your business and personal success. I am with somebody I think that you all know and a good friend of mine and someone who has been on the show back in the early days, Greg. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah. Craig Buckley, Buckley's Auto Care, Wilmington, and Hills, or Millsboro. Millsboro. Millsboro, Delaware. Who's Jasmine? Uh, she is my virtual assistant. We've recently hired her. We came upon her uh, via a new software platform that I'm actually working with, and uh, it's a you know, shop genie. Yeah. So pretty good. She's doing a pretty good job. I have to give her credit. Cool. You know, yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's pretty good. We're developing all that AI stuff so we can have more seamless, I should say, yeah, interactions with, with, uh, with clients. Just be careful. It doesn't feel like a machine, Greg. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very simple. What's going on is it's really just answering basic questions getting the client to feel a little more comfortable and then flipping over to a live, a live voice or, you know, um, something a little bit more deeper that takes more of an intense answer. Napa Auto Care Centers are recognized as an integral piece to what sets Napa apart from the competition. And the Napa Auto Care brand? Well, it continues to be fully integrated into the national marketing strategy by optimizing targeted media in local markets and in proven channels. Don't forget, Napa Auto Care Centers have an online presence on Napa Online with the Auto Care Locator Tool, generating millions of views per month. If you're interested in partnering with Napa Auto Care and capitalizing on America's largest network of parts and care, talk to your Napa Auto Parts sales rep today. Hey, you're doing some really exciting things at Buckley's. And that's what you're here to talk about. I just want everyone to understand that what Greg is doing doesn't require... A college degree, <laughs> 30 years in business, doesn't require you to have to go to Toastmasters, although I think it would help. Because <laughs> remember, we have a remarkable results Toastmasters club, and it's virtual, and it's going so well. I have learned so much myself. RemarkableResults.biz forward slash Toastmasters. It's an automotive aftermarket Toastmasters, and we so encourage service advisors uh, and the like, uh, anyone who is an owner who wants to be a better communicator. I'm teasing you with all that stuff because I was invited yesterday, and I'm not sure when this is going to air, to hang out with Greg and the ladies. Uh, Greg and the ladies. Greg Sounds and the ladies. Good, <laughs> yes. And, and Greg has found himself this incredible niche of getting out there and speaking about automotive repair and care, drive smart, drive safe, drive smart. Drive safe, drive smart. Mm -hmm. It was so much fun to hang around. And again, I don't know if there's men that come into that group. I'm sure there are, but they're seniors, Greg. And I am so excited about what you're doing because not only are you helping people after all these years to really learn and understand no, like and trust an automotive repair center, they can bring it down to their families. And I think this is a pay it forward style that you're, that you're doing. I want to know how you started. I want to know what you're talking about. I want to hear about the input. And our goal is to encourage the other shop owners, the COOs, the GMs of our incredible shops to go out and do the same. So you're telling me there's a part two? 
Yeah. We <laughs> need that much time. <laughs> Greg, there's one thing I wanted to tell you. Can you can you make every great point in a hundred words or less? I can try. My, my name my name is not Chat GPT though. So you know. <laughs> so well, you know what? It, it really started. Uh, I, I mean, and I, I'll be quite honest. It's it's uh, something that has been brewing with me for quite some time. The title "Drive Safe, Drive Smart," and I've added "Drive Healthy," incorporates all of the the things we look for in when we're driving vehicles. You want to be smart about it. You want to be safe, of course. And now with health, there's there's elements of keeping your vehicle clean, healthy, air, all of that. So I kind of took a back seat and somewhat of a self-imposed sabbatical over the last couple of years. And I kind of thought, well, what would Greg want to do that would help, you know, at Buckley's in a sense, I or, or you know, Keep me local, but also what could I do to, to talk about the industry and the profession and, and what we're doing? And, and I do find a large gap that we have a lot of silos that talk tech, they talk ownership, they do all that, but we're on our own little silos. And the biggest thing is, is that, well, how do we get people to know what we do? Not everybody. You speak it from the mountain ground. Right. And so I've got experience with, uh, of course, with speaking and, um, you know, uh, being out in front of audiences and crowds and stuff like that. So take my talents and, and what can we do locally? So, But wait a minute, I got to stop you for a moment, Greg. Yeah. I get that you're confident in front of people. I get that you yeah. can get up there and you could just talk for an hour and, and help people and mesmerize people and do a great job. But we've got to bring this down to the fact that a shop owner who may not be comfortable with this can still take their knowledge... They can. And pay it forward. I don't think you have to have the, you don't have to be an extrovert. No, you don't need to be. And you don't need to be the Toastmaster of, uh, you know, whatever. In order to prove, prove concept or something, you wanted to see what the, the action, what the reaction would be. Because most of us, let's face it. And even when my dad was doing car care clinics at the shop, like most shops will do. Well, if you think about it and, you know, do you want to be there on a Saturday? Not not that you. Do they want to be on a Saturday? Are there liabilities? You bring them during a the week, they got to get around text at an active shop. And most importantly, they may not be comfortable. They might be overwhelmed. So the thing is, is that where can we go? Where can we see them when it's more intimate, a personal situation? And, you know, deliver the same sort of messages. I thought, well, there are senior centers. And me being 63 closer to 65 and 75 and all that. And if you look at the demographics of the, our, our older population, they're very concerned uh, with uh, expenses and car care, house care, a lot of things. A lot of things grab their attention on how they can maintain themselves and their vehicle for a longer life. So I reached out to the local uh, frame center, it's called frame center, but it's, it's a division of the boys and girls club here in Wilmington. And I had been a member there and I just said, you know, Hey, what would it be if I came in and talked an hour for uh, on good car care and, you know, maintenance and stuff like that. They said, when do you want to do it? We think this is great. So we had our first one at that center in August, August or July. We went in for, one event for an hour. It went great. My partnership with Napa helped provide the uh, pamphlets that we need, the material, uh, the partnership with AutoNet TV 
provides the visual. You know, we have a monitor and, and we have a laptop and we present the items either one right after another. We finish that one. Well, the director of that organization shared my name, address and and a flyer. I'd made up a flyer to all of the senior centers within Newcastle County. And before you know it, I'm getting hit with, can you come here? Can you do it here? Can you do it there? Wow. You know what? You need an agent. You for hire? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is excellent, excellent information. It's, you're not going to a senior home. You're going to a senior center where they center. where they collect and they come. So they've got vehicles, they've got homes, or they're, they've got their own world in life outside of the center. They have an active community. And, and so they could be potential customers also. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you raise you raise a good point, and, and as I explained to you and to all the groups I meet, I am not there to represent Buckley's. I am not pitching right. to come in for repair. That's not what it's about. Yeah. It's to expose what we do, and I sincerely mean it. I mean, you know how long I've been there. You know how yeah. passionate I'm about yeah. what we do. Yeah. Well, the best way that I can do it now, and I feel comfortable with it, and I have all the elements to do it properly, is to do it live and in person with small groups that certainly appreciate it. And I think that you, yesterday, you witnessed how intense these women are. Yeah. Um, they, their notes, their notepads. It's, it, that When I saw that, I was blown away. Yeah. I was just saying, oh my gosh, this is really something. Greg invited me in yesterday with, uh, there had to be six or seven uh, women there. And I was so impressed as Greg was moving his camera, his phone around the room. I'm seeing pens and papers and they're, they're taking notes. Mm-hmm. I was so impressed that they could literally go back in this quote, quote, diary, if you will, and look up things that you said or you told them or that they're learning. I love it. Yeah. Just just yeah. love the intensity that they brought to receive your information. Now, it just doesn't take someone, well, I need a PowerPoint. No, I, I need an agenda. Maybe you need a couple of pointers or outline yourself a six or an eight week series of things you'd love to cover. Don't overstuff it, you know, maybe three or three or four an hour for the next so many weeks. I think this is so doable. It is. It really is doable. And I, I would wish that other shop owners would consider it and either... If they're not doing it, then send someone from the team who is personable and relatable and they can present. They don't even have to be a superstar in presentation. It could be something that they can discuss what they feel passionately. So it's a new twist on an old way. I mean, that's the way that I look at it. I, I really I have to say this because I think it's important to understand in some of the circles that we are in, there seems to be an attitude that shop owners aren't active enough in promoting what we do, describing what we do in in our profession and in our industry. And I think that that's a case of being ignorant to actually who is and who isn't doing things. We need to shed more light on how you can do them simply uh, like like what I'm doing. I, you know, I, I walk in with a piece of paper, I have my laptop, a screen, HDMI cable, and we're having a class. And, you know, there's nothing serious about it. There's no testing. There's no, none of that. We have audiovisual. Um, so it's very simple to do that. And, and I have to give props to, you know, a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Frank Lutz, who really does one bang up job in really getting the message out um, 
in, in a personal way. He, he, you know, he has his TV and, and, and all of that. But beyond that, he is a shop owner that goes out and he promotes what goes on in the industry and the profession. A reality of doing business today is facing a technician shortage. And Napa Auto Care is a free solution with the Napa Auto Care Apprentice Program. The program was pioneered by one of our own, Pete McNeil and master technician Jake Sorensen from McNeil's Auto Care in Sandy, Utah. And they realized that the problem of not having technicians available for hire was not going to solve itself and decided to take action. A focus was put on younger individuals with the right passion, desire, aptitude, and attitude to work in the automotive repair industry. Jake and Pete sought after these individuals and developed a technician apprentice program to give them the training needed to become a successful technician in today's world. The NAP Auto Care Apprentice Program includes a comprehensive nine-stage curriculum that includes a variety of types of training, including exclusive in-depth classroom training videos, instructor-led NAPA Auto Tech classes, web-based Auto Tech e-learning courses, and practice skills with hands-on learning in the shop with the guidance of a mentor. The apprentice program curriculum is competency-based, meaning an apprentice can move through each stage at a pace that best suits them. Most apprentices complete the program within two years, and upon completion, apprentices will have earned four ASE certifications, G1, A4, A5, and AC certifications, adding industry validation to the skills an apprentice acquires. Apprentice graduates are also registered with the Department of Labor as journey worker automotive technicians. Having an apprentice in your shop will ultimately benefit your shop as they advance through the program. In most cases, as the apprentice develops their skill set producing billable hours, you'll see a growth in your gross profit by stage five. One of the largest entry barriers for individuals looking to enter the automotive repair industry is the cost of tools. To keep your apprentice motivated, they receive an apprentice toolkit, including a four-drawer tool cart for all registered apprentices. Together, NAP Auto Care and your shop can fix the technician shortage. Start now, grow your own, and build your bench. Our future technicians can come from our concentrated efforts, and it's free. Contact your NAPA representative to learn more, or log in to member.napaautocare.com, or contact your servicing NAPA Auto Parts stores sales representative. Our cars today, as you well know, I, I don't want to say this over and over again, it's computer on wheels. The driver of these vehicles, the the, the driving public, the, the consumer, doesn't have a clue. No, they don't. You know, and especially if you age up there, say you're a boomer and you, you're expecting that maybe there's a carburetor under that hood. Who knows, right? And, you know, and the lights that come on from, from ADAS, the dealerships, as we have learned over the years, don't do a really good job of teaching you the interaction that you have, what you have to pay attention to. I, Greg, I think more than ever... We and I love your point. We don't do enough in many in many circles to mm-hmm. teach our people how much they depend on us and their vehicle and how complicated it is. Yeah, I, and I think we we overthink the process of doing that. Like we have to have them at the shop. We have to have the goggles. We have to have the perfect setup. We have to stage everything. I have more fun winging it sure with 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 these classes because we can go in any direction that that class would feel like going and i tell them so i said listen we have a list of things we can do weekly and that's what's really cool is we can be there i can be there once a week and the topic is what they want to hear 
And we, we have all the tools. We have the audio, visual, the internet. We can do professional presentations. We can talk about a specific situation. These, these types of interactions are a lot of fun. And I think, you know, what I experience is I'm back into the community. I'm back doing things that my, one, my talents allow me to do, two, my age allows me to do. And so I can be relatable. I can be uh, educational. I can, I can distribute the information properly. And anybody can do that. Any shop owner or any business person out there can do the same thing. And, you know, that's what I'm hoping that maybe some of us out there can you know, maybe look at it in, in that manner. And I'm sure there's plenty, there's plenty of shop owners out there doing it. I, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not the only one this, you know, I'm not a unicorn in a sense. So, you know, so I got a comment on the fact that because you're in your sixties, you feel you're more relatable, but let, let me just say this. I don't want anybody who says, well, I'm this 48 year old guy. I still got all my Brown hair up there. And will they relate to me? And I think the answer is yes, because then you'll be looked yeah. upon as like a son. <laughs> to them. That's true. Right. You're very true. Yeah. Um, you know, it, and again, it's it's really not an age to age thing. Um, I just happen to be of the of, of the age where I'm close. I'm closer to them than I'm yeah, you're in the away. group. Yeah. What, yeah. And when a younger person would actually probably do just as probably do better, probably better looking, you know, more savvy, whatever. But um, I find it fulfilling. I, I really do. And it's something that I've always wanted. You know, my dad, he would have his classes. He was very, he would give so much information out. I mean, I can tell you that the way that he would share information, there was a critical point in the embargo years with selling gasoline. Most of the retailers in the area would get their deliveries and sell out as fast as possible. If the tanker came in, sold the fuel, closed up. When the next tanker came in, open up, sell it, close it. My dad took another approach. What he did was he said, well, I'm going to ration my community. And he was like, okay, I know this isn't going to be the best solution, but you know what? I'm going to tell them what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And I'm going to show them on a daily basis what I have available to sell and what I'm allowed and what I am going to be able to give. So, he would have a huge board outside of the front of the of the islands, and every day he would get a chalkboard. I have seven thousand gallons to sell, based upon how many cars came through the last day. I have this left. I can give this much per person every day, and sure enough, people gain. He gained so much respect in the community because he was fair, and he let you know about it, and. When you talk about contractors having a guaranteed home to come to for fuel for their trucks to get out on the road to get to the houses to fix, let me tell you something. He earned every bit of the respect, and it was amazing that in times when people were selling out very fast, he was there, and you know what? We were open every single day. What was the ration? He would have it like it would be like ten thousand a week, maybe. No, 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 no. Or, or per car, you were you were allowed five gallons. Which back then, you know, you're like talking ten ten miles to the gallon on average car. So you had fifty miles to get back and forth to work, to travel, to do your groceries, or you came in the next day to get to get your uh, your next five gallons. It's a brilliant move for all the right reasons. I love it because I would want to drive by the station just to see what the number was that was posted. It's just, it comes down to, and then, and then he was actually hired 
Atlantic Ritual or ARCO at the time to do these uh, classes for, uh, it was called Not for Men Only or Not for Women Only, something like that. It was sure. uh, by the um, uh, League of Women Voters had reached out to him and Atlantic Ritual or ARCO. They, he went down to Washington, D.C. for a week's worth of intimate, close class, close classes, which I had pictures of and I shared them online. But there he was. He was the person. He was explaining the tire care, how to how to change how to change an air filter, uh, how to look at a flat tire, how to fill your gasoline, uh, your tank up. All of that was done in a week. When you see a true example of that going on, you just go back, well, how do I replicate that? I know that I'm not going to get an oil company. I know I'm not going to get my my trade partners and vendors to, to come up with something, but I can do this. The easiest path was to get, get into these communities where these people are who literally appreciate tremendously. I love what you're doing, and it sounds such a, uh, a great testimony to dad for doing what you're doing today. Now, so that I don't have to think hard, give me an idea of some of the topics that you've covered recently. Tires, uh, tires, you know, the common self, tires, brakes, uh, oil, oil changing uh, with learning what type of oils and specs that you need for your particular make and model. We want to cover that to make sure that they are getting the right oil, no matter where they go. They want to be aware of it. On tires, we, te- we show them what a low tire would look like, uh, what a defective tire or a misaligned vehicle would look like. We actually tell them, you know, yesterday's class we finished off with, letting them know how to set the air pressure in their tires and where to look which is the federal tire sticker on the door. And we went through that. The best one is we went through security. Uh, it was last week. We took, we, I took them down of what happens with security in today's vehicles, how sensitive the key fob can be. And that's where one, uh, Miss Donna, right? She asked the question about, well, what would happen to my car if I was in an EMP <laughs> attack? I love it. And I went, your ass, unbelievable. I was shocked. I was going, wow, okay. And she explained to me that she, she was involved in some degree. I can't recall how, but she was involved with one of the companies in Delaware as a programmer or some type of engineer. But this intrigued her enough to ask a question because she was worried that, well, if my car is hacked, can it be repaired? And I said, I'm Sure, but you know what? I don't really know that whole answer. I said, I've been part of panels that we've discussed how the attack would take place, where it can enter. I said, I don't know if the car can be repaired. I asked a couple of uh, technician friends on some boards, and they pretty much said that you could, but it probably wouldn't be because the extensive damage to the modules and everything, so much would be compromised that it wouldn't be worth it. So, um, unfortunately, she wasn't there yesterday for me to deliver that news, but I'll do that next week. That was such a, uh, a great question coming from a senior that I had no idea that she would answer, that she, she would request something like that. And the other, the other women, or, and, and from where I go around, they are just as curious. They love knowledge. So, when they have somebody that there is, that's capable of delivering it in a congenial manner, not technical. You cannot be technical with them. You can get them to, you, you have, to, that's where I say you got to be relatable. You got to be able to say, 
all right, how, how do you understand this? And maybe I can present that way. I interject with uh, life, cert, life situations because I'm a driver, I'm a motorist, I'm everything they are. And so I'm giving you my experiences, both from the professional side and both from the personal side. You know, if I get a flat tire, what do I do? And I say, you know, or uh, if I'm getting my oil changed, what do I do? How do I do it? So all of these elements come into what your class should be about. Uh, what about the relationship that they have to have or should be looking for in a service center? I mean, to me, what you could impart on them as to what to look for, know, like, and trust somebody, and ask the tough questions like they're asking you. Yeah. I, I believe that learning curve, again, it goes back to the education piece we talked about 15 minutes ago. We're not telling people enough of the stories. We, let's not treat them like they don't need to know. Let's give them as much as they can until they say, stop, stop, just fix my car. You raise a great point, and we can start off with the last portion of that. By letting everybody know, and I mean this sincerely, is the biggest thing they have is walking up to a service counter and being profiled as some gray-haired old woman that doesn't know anything because that is, that's the first error. And they, they are more inquisitive to not have that happen to them. And I emphasize, if you find somebody that is treating you that way, or you get that feeling about it, then you may wish to find another service provider. I said, let me give you all of the information and, and, and let me coach you on how to approach a service counter. It's that be kind of direct, but be telling. Let them know how you drive. Let them know the age of the car. Uh, if you're driving uh, 3,000 miles a year versus 20,000 miles a year, it gives the service provider a, a, a direction to go to with how they wish to maintain your vehicle. Most shops today have uh, the digital vehicle inspection, the DVI process. I go in to explain what a DVI is. I show some pictures of what to look for. This gives you a view under the car which you typically would never see, all right? But when you're, when you're working with your service counter and make sure that they're not steering you into other areas that you, you, may, not, you may not need at the moment or, you know, the thing is, is it, and I relate this to tire sales. I find, like maybe some others do, I'm not a high tire volume seller. Right. But I do know that, you know, if a customer or a client goes out to a big box retailer, um, they may be persuaded to purchase the tire flavor of the month when it's not necessarily the right tire for their car. So like yesterday, we focused on spec tire, what the tire should be like. And we went through that whole process that ask for a tire that fits your vehicle that was made for your vehicle. And, and we get down to nitty gritty so that they have the best information possible to be the smartest client for that service provider. Cause we all know a smarter client is a better client. They're typically their LTV is much better. Um, we relate to them much better. We appreciate them. They appreciate us. We have an elevated relationship beyond the price point. So the more information we share with them, the better off that we are. Yeah, the, the goal is to teach them. It really is. And, and, I don't. I have such a fun time doing it. I really do. Are you going to run a cycle of six or eight weeks, or are you just going to keep going until the information runs out? 
you know, we have so many angles to go with this, with the title of drive safe, drive smart, drive healthy. There are three main highways to travel. So, you know, and my involvement with safety and car seats and driver safety, drivers, all of that comes into play. So I have a multitude of angles to go with, which I told them yesterday at the end of our class that, listen, I, I probably will. You know, at some point, I'm going to reach out to the Delaware State Highway Safety uh, Association. They have collateral for me to use. Um, AARP is present in all of these locations, so I can I can team up with them to do a combination presentation with them. I can take their information and I can actually convert that to useful information back to them. So they, that, that program called Car Fit, where we fit the vehicle, we make sure their mirrors are adjusted properly, which most aren't. They may think so, but they're not. How, what's the distance between you and the steering wheel? Because you have an airbag. Do you have adjustable pedals? And if so, where should they be? These are measurements that actually you do take in one of these, you want to call them instructional classes. Your, your vehicle is measured to you uh, so that you are properly car fitted. These are little things that we can evolve into. Um, it depends on time, location, and whether or not they're willing to do it. All of the directors that I have spoken with are like 100% behind it. And they do whatever they can to promote these classes within their communities. That's in Wilmington. Here in Millsboro, we have really strong communities of like 600 homes with incredible uh, HOAs and community leaders. And they have meeting spots it would not be an issue for me to duplicate what I'm doing in Wilmington down here. It's just a matter of my time and where I can go. Sure, you could be doing this every day, three times a day, yeah. and uh, you know, un unless the business was prepared to let you go like that. But okay, so your point is well taken. There's a lot of opportunities out there. Pick it smart. Yeah. And come up with where I'm going with this in my mind is I'm continuing to hear this from you is that you've got the drive safe, drive smart, drive healthy. I can see three almost different style of courses of like six weeks a piece and you could move them around to different centers and then you could, yeah. you know, you could maybe come back to uh, the drive safe one that you did, you know, five weeks ago and then do drive healthy. Right. It could be wonderfully not scripted to the point where you know what you're going to say but themed mm -hmm. they could be themed and they because if not say you do this twice a week and i don't know how often you do it I mean, that's a, that's still a lot of work to go out and be committed to do it you you don't have to practice you just go in and talk to the people you just go and talk. about these these five or six subjects per per hour or hour and a half yeah. whatever you're doing that's it it's you know you leave yourself a little q a and that's it this is a no-brainer how healthy and how professional for our industry? Well, that's the goal. I mean, I the intent was is that I'm at a stage, like I said, you know, and most people, I, I, my sabbatical gave me the time to think about what my next phase could be. Or yeah. what, and, and I thought, well, I, I really enjoy educating and I love teaching and I love being out there. Um, so now that I'm fortunate to have the time to do that, uh, these Monday morning get togethers at nine o'clock, they've nine to 10, and then I'll have one, uh, across town from 11 to 12. So three hours of time, um, which doesn't interfere with really anything at this point. And, you know, I do it for, 
eight weeks, take a break. Like we're off until January, but then we have January, February, March. The directors come in and say, you you can go to whenever you want to quit. It's you know, We love you. We want to have this. And they announce it, like I said, but it's given me like purpose. Yeah, I, I get all that. And I love, you're right, about purpose and, and drive and commitment and giving. You're so perfectly as you say, aligned with this new, if you will, phase uh, that you've mm-hmm. been thinking about what's next for Greg type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if I was a young, let me just say 45 something owner, I've owned my shop for 10 years. It's really going well. I've got myself a coach. We're thrilled and we're happy. And someone's trying to drag me. My coach is trying to jack, drag me into a four-day work week and work one day from home and, and, and help grow the business in a different way from a leadership position. It's not in it every day. Let my people run the business. This is a perfect goal to have yeah. to get yourself into what the next phase in that giving piece would be. You have all the knowledge and now you want to, you want to bring it to the community. I know one thing for sure. When you teach, you learn. Oh, absolutely. You, you, you do. Yeah. And so think about someone going out there and dividing up the, you know, three different categories and bringing all these topics and then come back, come back to the shop, sit down with the service advisors and said, I just saw some brightness in the eyes of the people I was talking to when I said this. We need to incorporate what I did in this teaching mode on our counters. Think of the learning curve that happens there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's amazing. And not only the, the education you're giving them, but trust me, these seniors have multiple families that they are sharing their experience with yeah. and all top of the knowledge. So, you know, I, I, I've started a small email list. That is focused on that. And, you know, we've, and again, I'm not there to promote Buckley's, but, and I don't want people thinking that, you know, what the results of this, but we have had two uh, ladies join us, actually three. One as a former, well, is a, is a client of ours anyway. And I was surprised to see her in there, um, but she's been nice. with us for so long. You know, and she brings her loyalty back to you by being in yes. there and saying, hey, wow, I never knew it. But that's why I go to you guys. Thank you so much for doing this. I mean, right. <laughs> that's true. And again, I understand it's not about Buckley's, but I'm sorry. Yeah, it kind of is. I think it's what each and I go back to small business owners, but OK, shop owners, we need to consider multiple ways of approaching our audience I got it. I got it. So all the marketing companies are out there telling people, hey, listen, you got a really cool car that came in, take a video, post it on social media. This just happened. We found a very interesting problem and a safety issue and we did a video on it and we posted it. (laughs) Okay, so you're doing social media live now, Greg. Yeah, that's yeah, what you're doing. It's, it's what it is. I mean, and and I did ask permission for the ladies to share their video and, or to be part of it. And they graciously said, sure, no problem. Yeah. So, yeah. Do I use it for collateral for, for social media and other marketing endeavors? Absolutely. I mean, we're not going to be like ignorant to that fact. Um, again, it's twofold. It's to show others that this can be done. And it's also to show, sure, the brand Buckley's is there for, you know, for educational purposes. But we did have a funny situation, and it's one of the things where you dread. <laughs> so it's one of the women that, that she was not there yesterday, 
she had been to a couple of classes. She says, well, I'm looking for somebody. I can't believe I found somebody that can take care of my 20 year old Honda Civic and, or Toyota, excuse me, Toyota Corolla. And uh, she was telling me all about it and everything. I said, well, listen, I said, call the shop. If you want us to call the shop, we'll, we can do an inspection and go through everything. Talk to my son, Scott. I will let him know that you may be dialing in. So sure enough, she came in and, uh, you know, I, I had no idea <laughs> that she actually came through the shop until the next class. And then it's like, <laughs> I went to your shop and right there with that tone, I'm going, okay, what happened? <laughs> she goes, well, I didn't expect to spend $600. And I said, oh, well, I said, I had no idea what you had done. So she explained to me what she had done. This was after it was a cooling system. So I, I said, well, we, we did, we, you did need, I mean, according to your reports, I did look at it and I said, you did need, you know, the text uh, alerted you to poor coolant. You had no coolant in the bucket. And we went with your whole inspection. We told you everything about your car, which I tell you about here. I know, I know, but it, it was like, well, did I want to spend any money on it? I said, well, you authorized it. We went through the whole thing. So here I am in front of the other, other women getting myself out of a situation and being very, uh, you know, uh, professional about it. But it was as if I was back at the service counter going, well, you know, Miss Lois, we do all that stuff. So this week I got it. She understood. She understood. But of course, words like, you know, experiences like that travel faster than lightning, especially in the small community. Well, I went there and, you know, you get the $600 bill. But yesterday, Sandy, I think you might have spoke with her. Uh, she was on the side there. She came up to me. She goes, you know what? I'm coming to you because of the way you handled that situation. You weren't angry. You weren't unprofessional. And you handled it very well. And I said, well, thank you. I said, you know, not everything is like that because Sandy has a 220,000 mile old vehicle that looks like Swiss cheese on the outside. And she's asking me, she goes, well, can I, can I drive it? Is it safe to drive? I said, well, I said, from not knowing the vehicle, I said, um, it should be fine unless there's frame issues. Well, I don't know. How do I get this? Look at my frame. I said, well, you're welcome to stop by. I can have you put on the lift and let's just do a quick visual and help you out and see what goes on. She goes, okay. So she's going to make an appointment to have the frame. Just inspect it. Just look at, you know, I, I may or may not even charge her. If so, it's a minimum lift charge just to give her peace of mind because she wants it. You know. So these are the things that happened. A good lesson about, well, yeah. it was $600. Yeah. I would immediately, this is just me, go back to my service advisor and say, tell me all about the transaction from Sally and find oh, out. And, okay. <laughs> see, I knew you would. Yeah. And find yeah. out when she left, was she feeling good about her 600 or not? Could you, could you test her temperature? Because you got that flashback, if you will, a few days later as to how she continued to have that six hundred dollar bill in a, in her craw. It was it was stuck in her was stuck in her mm -hmm. hand. It was a thorn. Uh, and oh, if you yeah. and if you weren't there to help her through that, she would have she would have been in attitude mode. And, and I'm not. Yeah, she was. Right. And, and I still think it goes back to what we what we would have learned from that post transaction and made our counter do a, maybe a much better job of getting the the yeses and the yeah 
I understand you guys had to go the extra mile. I know you took great care of me. I, yeah. I know this is going to be safe and smart and healthy from now on until the next thing happens. And I did see my pictures, and I anyway, <laughs> I'm rambling. <laughs> right. Well, no, and and that's exa- she she witnessed everything. She authorized everything. She knew what she was going. It was just that immediate. Uh, I meet you on the first date and it's six hundred dollars. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like <laughs> so you know where I go with that, right? You so, took me to Ruth Chris's and we had a two hundred dollar bottle of wine yeah, on there, top of there it. There you go. <laughs> exactly. So uh, you know, my son waited on her and and I went to him, I said, Scott, what what took place? And he told me, he says, Dad, I said, we just did uh, uh, our professional DVI. We we alerted her to everything that sure. we had seen in her vehicle. Yeah, yeah. And that's the scary part. They're they want to know. They do want to know what's going on with their vehicle because they're driving around. The classes that I have, and maybe this will be the experience with a lot of others that, that do this. They are widowed or widower, so they have nobody. Their family may be miles away. They don't have anybody to consult with. The only person that may come up is one of their children. And I think we all know what happens when kids get involved in a relationship between professionals. The kids know everything especially with cars, yeah. uh, you know, where Uncle Ernie might come in and say, you don't need to do that, yeah. you know, and that is worse, uh, I feel, you know, than anything. Yeah, go to my guy. I, I know. Go to my I, guy. I yeah. Hey, we got a few minutes left. Uh, question, how's the new store, Millsboro, doing? Oh, very well. Good, good. We're uh, coming into our end of the year. Uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll beat last year's numbers. Um, you know, staffing is healthy. Uh, we are uh, expanding, or I we're not expanding. We're growing the market a little bit, um, getting our feet wet. We've got some community endeavors going on. We're supporting a, uh, a a wonderful venue that helps kids with culinary arts and uh, music, uh, and we get to see entertainment. Um, volunteering for a lot of things. Camp Out for Coats is going on, so we're growing our roots into the community like we did back home. The numbers are increasing. We're getting better and better. It's definitely not without our bumps. So you don't do community just to hope that your top line is going to increase. You do it from your heart. You do it from your heart. You have to. I mean, there's, you know, I've ran into some opinions that, um, you know, they may do it. And then the first thing they do is they want a sale out of it. I'm not looking for a sale. I'm just looking to teach. I'm looking to educate. Um, I'm beyond the point of looking for a sale in general. If it comes to me, if it comes back to me, fine. But it's definitely not that way that you want to do it. You want to give. And giving is very important. You have to go in with a giving heart or a servant's heart, as they say. And you want to be able to talk honestly and freely. And if you have any other motive underneath of that, it won't be successful. It just won't be. You won't feel it. They won't feel it. And, you know, in, in the case of anything else, they'll sniff you out. There's no doubt about it. They'll, they'll know that if your intent isn't to be free with your information and your spirit, then they'll say, okay, you're phony. This was great, Greg. I, I so appreciate you being here. You, you gave us really an outline and a template uh, about how to get out and reach into the community and share the professionalism that they all need to know. Uh, loved it. I mean, there's just so many great takeaways from this. If you learned something, and I'm sure you did, now go get it done because Greg has pretty much hopefully given you that helps someone get started. 
I mean, it wouldn't matter. I mean, you pick the right right market to talk to. And I think that our seniors are just a little bit more valuable because one, we're living longer. We are driving, uh, we are continuing to drive in our older age because of technology, but we need to, we need to understand the technology that we're driving. Well, wow, that's a great point. That's a great point. We're all living longer. And so let's not discount the fact that that customer base is legit. It's real and it's out there. It's really, it is. I I appreciate this. I thank you so much for uh, this uh, this oh, this entire senior angle and your givingness and y- you know you being your your next phase of your life is to be just an incredible trainer teacher speaker instructor <laughs> speaker instructor. There you go. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> appreciate it, man. All right, Carm. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.